to our Life Group Leaders Lounge. Um, my name is Brooks. I'm joined here by my co-host, Raquel and Brayden. And we are also joined today by a special guest, Ann Richardson. Ann, welcome. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me. We're, we're blessed, stoked that you're here. Mm -hmm. So Ann is here with us today. We're actually going to be doing a two-part podcast. So this is our first part of uh, part one of our conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to give a little bit of Ann's bona fides here. So Ann uh, is a spiritual coach or uh, what's the term? Director. It's called a uh, director. Excuse me, spiritual yeah, it's, director. It's more really like accompaniment than actually directing. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. um, Anne is also a published author. She has written, I know of two books that you've written. I've written three, yes. Three books. Uh -huh. Okay, yes. great. Uh -huh. And just off the top, if anyone's interested in learning more about you, Anne, and, and what, you, um, what you do and what you write, where could they find that? Uh, find me on my website. It's www. And with an E, MarieRichardson.com. Okay, excellent, excellent, mm -hmm. great. Well, let's let's jump into our conversation today, Anne. Um, you know, we when we talk about one of our main uh, responsibilities as a leader of a life group is someone who helps take people deeper in their relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That we as leaders want to help people connect with God, grow in the relationship with the Lord, and and take people maybe further than they've been in their relationship with God. So before we even kind of think about like, how can we as leaders take others deeper? I think it's probably a good spot to start with. How can we grow as leaders and go deeper in our relationship with the Lord? So can you define for us when we talk about that phrase, going deeper in your relationship with God, can you define that for us? Do you think? When I think of going deeper with God, it's going deeper in our hearts. So we can know a lot about God, but to really be vulnerable with him and open our hearts up to him, that to me is going deeper. And also being, uh, knowing how much God loves us and to be more grounded as the beloved, that's going deeper. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, I feel like I, can you like unpack just for a moment or two, just the idea of what it means to be grounded in the beloved? Cause that's a pretty, that's a, I've heard that term before, but I would love to know what that means. You know, it's, it's being so firm that you're so grounded that you know, God loves you and you're his child that, that you can unhook from those things that draw you away from God's love. I'm, I'm just going to give you an example. Jesus yeah. was so grounded as the beloved. So as he faced the cross, he didn't get hooked into the hosannas, the praises mm -hmm. of men, and just stay there. Nor did he go to that dark place when people were saying crucify him. Because mm -hmm. he was grounded as the beloved son of God. He knew who he was and what he was called to do. So we're his beloved children as well. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd never thought about kind of a starting place is, do we know that we are loved by God? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, how would you say, um, how would you say is one is something that we can do as just as individuals before we are leaders of others? What would you say are some things that we can do to help connect to that love of God? Well, it's, there's, there's a lot, but um, something simple, a simple practice is to l spend some time with God. I mean, 
set up that quiet space and time because he loves you more than you know and to to do more reflection of the heart and one of my favorite uh, spiritual practices is called examine of the fruit of the spirit okay so the fruit of the spirit is love say you know in your quiet time where did i feel god's love for me today or or just look at yesterday and name all those places big and small it could have been a kind text from someone or maybe if you have a little one you know just a hug from someone or people feel love through many ways so i just kind of reflect on that that's so great like practically just making that a habit of of mm-hmm. reflecting it and naming it out loud i think mm-hmm. is super valuable mm-hmm. yeah i was reading i was reading um henry nowen recently and he was talking about the practice of solitude and he was mm-hmm. saying how how important solitude is because you develop a discipline to provide space in your life to hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's kind of similar to what you're talking about is yes. as, as an individual, as a leader, um, certain developing certain habits that provide space for the Lord to speak to you mm-hmm. or for you to connect to the heart of God is really essential to go deeper. Is that, mm-hmm. would you agree with that? Yes, I do. And um, it sounds like the practice of grounding has a really rich tradition in the contemplative traditions of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say that, are, that you've been influenced by some uh, great Christian leaders in that yes, area? Yes, I have. Oh, yes, cool. I have. Are there any particular yes. you want to throw out? Um, well, Henry Nowen, yeah. Dallas Willard, mm-hmm. um, David Benner. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorites. That's awesome. Yeah. When you, you mentioned, so I want to go back to something you mentioned a little bit ago. You were talking about going from the head of what you know about God to the heart of, of experiencing and knowing the love of God in your heart. Mm-hmm. So the distance between the head and the heart sometimes can be very great. You know? So how would you say as an individual we can kind of um, go from having a knowledge of God, knowing about God, almost like, you know, like Job at the, at the end of Job where he talks about how you know, I had heard of you and then to that idea of like, but now I know you, you know, that, mm-hmm. that difference, that, that distance that's there. What would you say are some, some ways that you've seen and you've helped other people, um, kind of bridge that gap? Mm-hmm. Well, one is just what you said exactly is to set some time just to be alone with God and to be reflective. I mean, we're so busy in our world today. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. lot of busyness and, mm-hmm. Just, I just encourage people, put the phone down, close the door. I have my own uh, room at home, and I close the door and say, don't interrupt unless it's a 911. <laughs> you know, I'm talking, yeah. to the, talking to my Lord, and just talk to him as you would a friend. That's yeah. what I do. I just talk to God as I would a friend, and what's ever on my heart, even those things that are troubling me, I can talk about it with him. And he hears me. Hmm. He hears me. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, pastor Carter told me this, well, he told all of this on, on a Sunday, um, that it's like when you, like a husband and wife, when they gave their marriage vows, oh, well, I told you once, so don't you know that forever. Right. Uh, but God finds value when we can actually mm-hmm. say it out loud to him. He knows what's in our heart and mm-hmm. in our minds always, but to actually say it out loud, um, mm-hmm. I think is super valuable for that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I and I love that example um, because you can 
as a husband and a wife, you can know a lot about each other. Like, right. where were you born? Where'd you go to school? Mm. Who's your favorite teacher? But to have those real heart-to-heart conversations, yeah. it brings you closer and more intimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're—I feel like we're just peppering you with questions here. So when you were talking about, um, I think one word that stood out so far to me is like being reflective. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I don't always think of my relationship with God when I just sit with the Lord as a time of reflection. Sometimes I feel like it's a time of like just, you know, pouring out like how I'm feeling about something or Mm -hmm. God, I need Mm -hmm. your help with this situation. You know, like I found myself praying today for a couple of different couples I know that are just struggling. They're having a Mm -hmm. hard time. And I feel like sometimes my whole time with God is like filled with, you know, either requests or trying to learn cognitively new things Mm -hmm. about him. But that reflective part, I feel like uh, sometimes I lack in that. And I don't know why that is. I think it's a discipline to be reflective. Yes. Um, I think it takes time. Why do you think that's not necessarily like a... I think that's yeah. part of what she's saying is that we're so busy. Our mentality is so busy. We're constantly mm-hmm. adding things in. And like your time with God, mm-hmm. you have a checklist sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... That's what Anne was. I think that's what, yeah. I, was that's what yes. I took from it. Yes, and, yeah. a, and a practical way is just to do, to, it's a discipline, but do an examine. Like like take the fruit of the Spirit. You know, take a fruit. Where did joy, where did I feel joy yesterday? Where did I feel God's joy for me? And name those things and then invite Him in, sit there and express gratitude. Mm. And just Thank you for the joy I had, even big and small. Again, it could be, like I said, a kind hello or a piece of dark chocolate or mm-hmm. you yeah. know, yeah. a love from your pet. It yeah. could be so many things that bring, bring you joy. That's God's gift to you and to sit in that. Now, a challenge is when you're ready is to say what blocked my joy. And this is where we can... Huh. Start to be reflective and don't be afraid because God God loves you and He's not gonna judge you. He He wants to draw you closer. But if I can figure out what's blocking my joy and work through that and ask yeah. God to help me, then I'm only gonna feel more joyful tomorrow. Okay, I, I wanna sit on that for a second. Okay. Can you can you like um share with us an example? You know, um what is an example of, you know, as you're reflecting, so you're taking that time out to reflect mm-hmm. and you notice something blocked your joy. It could be a fear. It could be anxiety. It could be worry about something. It could be, you know, something that's um, very felt, you know, like you mm-hmm. really, it's just, it's just a really hard, mm-hmm. like heavy on your chest. What would you, what would be an example of where you, you acknowledge that before the Lord and then you mentioned working through that. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Can you kind of yeah. give us something for that? Okay, well, let's take worry, for example. Because um, worry is, is kind of a what if, worrying about something that probably hasn't happened mm. and may or may not happen. I know Mark Twain said, I've worried about many things in life, most of which never happened. <laughs> and um, Corey Ten Boom, you know, is a Holocaust survivor, she said, worry just robs us of our strength for today. Hmm. So I would say, how I'm worried about this. Well, what are you worried about and, and why? So I'm worried about getting COVID and, and really worrying about it and you know, the truth is you may or may not get it. 
So par perhaps it's best to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be careful, but I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm gonna live today hmm. and be in the present moment and not worry about that. Hmm. Okay, that's good. That's insightful. Mm -hmm. um, I have one more question mm -hmm. um, before we jump to part two, but does anyone else have any questions before I, I jump in? Okay, so maybe this will prod, uh, oh, prod, not the right word. Maybe this will spur on additional insight. But um, so for our leaders who are listening to this, people, whether they're at New Break or they're at other churches, um, this is very, it's kind of hard to wrap your hands around how to do this, right? Like I always try to get like super pragmatic in this and maybe that's not helpful. Um, mm -hmm. But would you say there's, you know, for our leaders listening, is there, would you say it's like maybe five minutes of a time of prayer? Would you say it's like, hey, if you're spending time reading the scripture, there should be, you know, where could they start in, in going deeper than in this conversation? So you mentioned a couple examples about, you mm -hmm. know, the prayer of examine, grounding mm -hmm. yourself in the love of God. Mm -hmm. um, would you say for our leaders who are listening, is there something that they can start with like today, if they're driving in their car listening to this? Is it mm -hmm. just turn off the music and spend five minutes just examining what's on your heart? Like, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It, it does make sense. Um, I, think it's, I think it's great if you can start with five minutes. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say maybe ten, you know, <laughs> try to give it a little bit more time. Um, I like finding a quiet place in the home, but the car works fine too, wherever you can do that, and, and spend some time reflecting. Um, you mentioned the scripture, an, another possibility or practice is called Lectio Divina, and it's just reading the scripture out loud. Now, it's going to be hard to do this when you're driving, but uh, you could take the scripture or you're already doing in your sermon-based groups, or if you're doing a study, and start your group together and take 10 minutes and say, I'm going to read the scripture to you very slowly really slowing down, asking people to close their eyes and to listen. And the first time you ask, you ask, say to yourself, what word or phrase is jumping out at me? And then the leader reads it a second time, very slowly. And this time you say, what does that word or phrase mean to me? And then the third time you're asking God, what is your invitation for me with this. Mm. In the meantime, take it very slow. Like give it 10 minutes because it takes time to, to listen. We, I'm, 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 I do this too. I want to talk to God, but just to mm -hmm. like, okay, now it's time to, now it's time to listen. Yeah. And, so, and if I can just ask one tip to this, because uh, I actually love contemplative mm -hmm. practices. I think it's helpful because you need such attention to, to actually practically do this, or else you're going to be distracted. It's only like turn your phone on airplane mode, but set a time, like a time, an alarm, sorry, not mm -hmm. a timer, an alarm. That way, if you only have 10 minutes because you have to pick up the kids or whatever you have to go to, you can commit to being so present that 10 minutes, mm -hmm. but your alarm will tell you when the time's up. Right. You won't have to be checking your phone in the midst mm -hmm. of it. Like, wait, how much time do I have left? Mm -hmm. Set an alarm. That's good. That's, That's a good. great idea. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't we, why don't we wrap it for this one for podcast, the first podcast. Um, as we mentioned, it's so important for us as leaders to be going deeper and connecting with God on a consistent mm -hmm. daily basis, mm -hmm. uh, before we can even hope to take other people 
in a deeper way in their relationship with the Lord. So, Anne, thank you again for being here. Uh, we're looking forward to part two, so make sure that you uh, stay tuned in as we uh, come out with that um, at another time. And so, mm -hmm. thanks again, Anne, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.